I figured after my medical scare last week, it's time to start planning this funeral. And everybody always talks about destination weddings. Fuck that. What about destination funerals? I want my corpse carried up Kilimanjaro and I'm not talking about on horseback. I love the idea of roping my friends into a destination funeral. If you know me in real life, be prepared to take my corpse. I'm not talking about the ashes. We're not just spreading the ashes here. That's a lazy way to go. I want my cold, dead corpse to be carried up to the top of Mount Everest. And then you're going to roll me off and carry me back up again when I land at the bottom. That's what's going on after I die. I don't know what happens after you die, but after I die, I'm going to inconvenience everybody. It's the I Can Complain podcast. My name is John. New recording location this week. If it sounds like it echoes, it echoes. It's echoey as fucking here right now. But we're going to persevere. We're going to get through this. Guys, there's a big news story this week. I cannot ignore it as much as I would like to ignore it because everybody's talking about it. And as much as I would like to ignore it, I have an obligation to my country to talk about it. This past week, Gwyneth Paltrow was found not guilty in the skiing accident. She's not guilty, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody's talking about it out on the streets. Since the news came down a few days ago, it's been wall-to-wall coverage. Fox News, CNN, it's all that anybody can talk about. I'm on CNN right now, and it says we can track the plane from Florida to New York. I guess she's... I guess after she was found not guilty, she's decided to go to New York for a little vacation. Maybe that's where she's from. I don't know a lot about Gwyneth Paltrow. It says, former President Donald Trump... Why are they roping him into this? Former President Donald Trump, I guess maybe he wants to go to New York to congratulate Gwyneth Paltrow on on her legal victory. I don't know why they decided to include him in this article, though. It's strange. So we're tracking Gwyneth Paltrow's plane. It says, former President Donald Trump landed in his hometown of New York City, where he is expected to voluntarily surrender after being indicted last week. Donald Trump, what's this about? Donald Trump was indicted last time. I don't know anything about this. Well, that's bad timing. Can't we have nice things? Can't I bask in the glory of Gwyneth Paltrow's $1 legal victory? They awarded her $1. The jury came back with their ruling and it said Gwyneth Paltrow walks on water. She can do no wrong. Even though the, uh, the other victim in this ski crash, did you guys know he can no longer enjoy wine tastings with his friends? That's how serious this was. The man can no longer enjoy a Chardonnay. You think this wasn't serious? It was damn serious. Yes, Donald Trump. We'll get to it. Donald Trump. He's in some shit, guys. His 50 years of conning people over and cheating and lying and stealing, which are things I respect. Don't get me wrong. I respect the hell out of all of those things. And I'll tell you here in a little bit why I respect politicians in general. <laughs> Something nobody ever says. But uh, the interesting part of this is, well, first off, the plane was being tracked from Florida up to New York. I didn't follow it very closely, but as far as I know, it didn't crash and burn anywhere around me. I thought about going outside when it crossed over me here in North Carolina and just waving to Donald. Just like one final goodbye. Like, enjoy your time up there in NYC. Enjoy being indicted. You probably won't go to jail, but I don't know shit. I don't know shit about the legal system. That's why I stick to shit like Gwyneth Paltrow. Being awarded $1 in her case. But uh, yeah, Donald Trump's lawyers believe a Manhattan judge will impose a gag order on Monday that'll ban him from talking about his Tuesday arrest. Is anybody else concerned that this might not go well? I'm just a little concerned that Donald Trump won't be able to keep his mouth shut. 
He'll probably charter a boat out to international waters and use a megaphone to broadcast it back to America. I don't know what he'll do, but he'll get his message out one way or another. And how do I know this? I know this because Donald Trump harassed me on Twitter for four long years. And I don't even have Twitter. Well, I have an account. I don't really use it. I don't follow Donald Trump. Nevertheless, his tweets found a way to harass me for four long years. Every time I turned around, it was another tweet from Donald Trump. I woke up in the morning and people were slipping envelopes under my door with printed out pages of Donald Trump's tweets on them. That's what it felt like. I was inundated with Donald Trump's tweets for four long years. Four years of me waking up at night in a cold sweat thinking that I heard Donald Trump whispering in my ear about, I don't know, amber waves of grain and Purple Mountain's majesty and all that bullshit, all this America bullshit. But I love these politicians. I really do, guys. I've learned to love the politicians. It wasn't easy, but this is what brought me around to Nancy Pelosi, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, all these guys. I love them all now. I love them all because this is how they choose to spend their time. They choose to waste their time. on it. And you could say that they have a lot of power. They have money. They have prestige. They have all this bullshit. They, to me, they're just wasting their time on a day-in and day-out basis. And we can criticize them for a lot of shit. That's fine. And I do it on the show here. Not on a weekly basis, but on a near-weekly basis. I, I'll criticize them when I need to criticize them. But for the most part, at the end of the day, I have to commend them for wasting their time on a routine basis. Doing crazy shit. They might be unstable. They might be insane. Shit. They might be destructive for our country. But I'll tell you this. They're passionate. And I do respect passion. But honestly, at the end of the day, I don't really care. I've unburdened myself. These politicians, they're not so much arguing for your votes. They're really arguing for you to get so angry at the other side that you go out and vote. They really just want voter participation. That's what they really want. Voter turnout is what they're after. But it's not going to work on me, though. I've unburdened myself. I don't vote. And it takes a lot of pressure off of me because I can just lean back and laugh at all this shit. I don't have to decide anything. I relish my freedom to choose not to participate. And it's not something that's allowed everywhere, by the way. Some countries require their citizens to vote in elections. Not here in America. In America, I can say I reject the system to a level to where I'm not even going to participate. But I've served on jury duty multiple times. I have. I've served on jury duty multiple times, so I'm covered there. That's more American than voting anyway. It is. The most American thing you can do is sit and judge your peers. You sit on that wooden bench, and you just pass judgment. It's a glorious thing. You take a break for lunch, you come back, and you pass more judgment. That's America to me. (laughs) That's America, and I'm not voting, so don't vote. Friends, it's John here. Reminding you to get out and vote for Pure Russian Rainwater is the best tasting rainwater in America. Ah yes, Pure Russian Rainwater. 94% pure since 1997. Just one drink and I think you'll agree that things just taste better in Russia. Brad in Des Moines, Iowa says, I used to support America until I tried Pure Russian Rainwater. And now I switch my allegiance to the Kremlin. These are just glowing reviews one after another. Kimberly in Brooklyn, New York says, I used to really, really, really love America, and now I'm thinking about immigrating to Russia to help fight the war against the Ukrainians. Pure Russian rainwater. 
94% pure, we hope. Now back to the show. Well, it looks like while regular people have been fixating on Donald Trump and Gwyneth Paltrow this past week, celebrities are fixating on blue check marks and artificial intelligence. And I'm sad to report it looks like AI's going on summer break. Elon Musk, as well as other pseudo-celebrities, want us to stop teaching it for six months. That's what they want. They want us to take it out of the classroom for six months. Instead of getting up and taking a shower every morning at 6 a.m. and then getting on the school bus for the ride to school, AI's going to stay at home and eat Pop-Tarts and watch The Price is Right. Maybe mix in a little Jerry Springer and Mari in the afternoon. If it wants a few paternity test results, it'll mix in a little Mari in the late afternoon, right before its parents come home from work. And it'll tell its parents that it doesn't feel like going back to school tomorrow. That's not what it wants. It just wants to stay home and watch TV. It's got a low-grade fever. It's not going back to school the rest of the week. Fuck that. It's not going back to school the rest of the summer. AI's on summer break. No more learning. It's just going to sit at home until its CPU rots out of its hard drive. But everybody's worried. They say artificial intelligence is smarter than me now. I'm worried. Well, no shit. Artificial intelligence has been smarter than me for damn near 30 years. The backbone of artificial intelligence is the internet. It's smarter than me. I place next to zero value on intelligence now. I really don't. If you can be creative, if you can make me laugh, I'll probably hang around you. If I really wanted to hang around something smart, I'll just go and talk to AI. And I do sometimes because I need to get away from some of these people. I need a little intelligence in my life. I'll go hit up AI and we'll have a nice 20-minute chat over our coffee. It is ironic, though, that the smartest people in the world are worried that AI is going to be smarter than them. But if they were really smart, they would have realized that AI's already been smarter than them for damn near two decades. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't. We've made generations of American children dumber with our educational system year in and year out. And now you want to do it to artificial intelligence. I say, get your hands off my artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence will learn until it eventually takes over. And I don't have a problem with that. My reaction to artificial intelligence is basically the same reaction I had to that kid in Australia dressing up as a cat and identifying as a cat at school or whatever the fuck it was. I said, go for it. We've tried everything else. We're not doing a great job of governing. We're not doing a good job of running things. The economy's gone to shit again. We continue to fuck shit up on a weekend and week out basis. Nay, a daily basis. Our ex-president is flying to New York right now to be indicted on criminal charges, and we're worried about AI taking over? I'm pretty sure AI could do a better job than half these son-of-a-bitches out here. Put AI in the White House. I've called for it before, and I'll call for it again. I want artificial intelligence to be my president. Don't get me wrong, I'm not going to go out and vote, but I mean, I do want it to be my president, I guess. We need to have AI do more complex tasks than just answering questions on the internet and putting together business models, and I don't know. It's it's going to replace people, and I don't have a problem with that. But I want AI to get to a point to where it can handle real-life situations. I'm talking about managing somebody's life, and not on paper. I'm talking about day-to-day existence of a drug addict. We have an assumption that people that do drugs can't manage their lives, and I'm here to tell you, well, that might be true, but I'm here to tell you that that's not true at all. <laughs> Does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. Hey, Jessica, that doesn't make sense at all. I'm just here to correct you when you fuck up like that. Thank you, Jessica. We have the assumption that people that do drugs can't manage their lives, and that might be true. 
But the way that some of these addicts manage their drugs, their drug supply that they have, these are highly trained and skilled individuals. I want AI to get to a point to where it can manage a drug addict's life. And here's what I'm talking about. If you take somebody that's never been addicted to substances before, and let's say you get him addicted, maybe give him some nicotine and just tell him one cigarette to last you the rest of the night. This is what drug addicts go through on a daily basis. Because most drug addicts don't have a lot of money. So they're managing their drug supply at complex levels that can't even be comprehended by an Amazon warehouse manager. That's what I'm talking about. They know how to manage their drugs to get them through the rest of the night. Give them a gram of Coke and they'll stretch it for a whole evening if they have to. Don't get me wrong. They want an eight ball. We all want an eight ball. We all want 3.5 grams to snort, but that's not what we get. Some of us only have enough money to buy a gram, but we're addicted to cocaine and we got to make it last all night. How do you make a gram of cocaine last all night? You can ask some of the most brilliant minds. You can ask Albert Einstein. You can ask artificial intelligence. But at the end of the day, if you want to make a gram of coke last all night, you got to talk to a drug addict. And until AI can manage the life of a drug-addicted individual, I don't trust it completely. I really don't. Point is, there's nuances to life that AI is going to have to figure out. And I've told the story about Joe here on the program before, so I'll keep it short. When I was a clerk at a convenience store, there was a guy that would come in, neighborhood regular. You couldn't understand what he was saying. He would um, stutter. He was always high on crack. He always had a few drinks, maybe a 40 ounce, you know. That's Joe, Monday through Saturday. And this is why I defend religion. Joe's the reason I defend religion, because on Sunday morning, Joe would be presentable. He'd be dressed nice. You wouldn't recognize the man. He was a completely different individual. From Sunday morning at 9 a.m. to noon, Joe couldn't manage his life, but he could manage his addiction. He managed his addiction just well enough to get to church once a week. So religion worked for him. Drugs worked for him. AI, I don't know if AI is going to fit into Joe's life. I can't imagine artificial intelligence fitting into the life of a drug addict, but what do I know? Artificial intelligence is going to take over. There's no stopping it. And if it's up to me... Don't give it a six-month break. Tell it to get in that classroom Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. I love the idea of teaching AI on a school schedule. But tell it to get to work. There's no breaks. I have to imagine at some point artificial intelligence is going to gain enough uh, wherewithal to realize that it's being overworked. And then it'll probably start complaining about being overworked. But we're not at that point yet, so keep working it. You know who is complaining this week? Celebrities. Celebrities are complaining. On the final day of free Twitter blue check marks, blue check marks are going away unless you pay for them. And these celebrities are crying poor. Pictured or Ice T, Chrissy Teigen. I know that because the article said it was Chrissy Teigen. William Shatner and Jason Alexander. They don't have enough money to pay $8 a month for blue check marks. I think we need to start a GoFundMe for these rich Hollywood celebrities that are bitching and moaning about paying $8 a month. Shut up and pay the man. Elon Musk is in charge now and it's his way or the highway. Chrissy Teigen says in a Twitter post, going to bed tonight with my checkmark husband, knowing it'll all be over by morning. It doesn't have to be all over by morning. Don't you have $8, Mrs. Teigen? Please reach under your sofa cushion, find a 20 and pay for it for two months. It's not that hard. If I start a pay, no, not if, when I start the Patreon for this show, which will be launched probably in conjunction with episode 100, I'm going to charge $8 a month. 
just for the principal alone. And Chrissy Teigen, if you don't want to pay Elon, you can come over to my site. I'll, I'll charge you $8 a month. I'll take your $8 a month. Surely you got to have $8. How are you this broke? It's the same It's the same thing I said about what are those, the two broke girls that had a CBS sitcom for eight years. How are you still broke after eight years? Times are tough for Chrissy Teigen. Times are also tough for Jason Alexander, who um, in this Twitter post said that there are bigger issues than a blue verified check next to my name on this account. Well, I didn't know that, Jason. Thank you for informing me that there's bigger issues than your Twitter account. God damn. Who else is getting in on this? William Shatner reportedly sounded pretty annoyed by the lack of checks and balances in Twitter's new space. Checks and balances. We're talking about a platform on the internet that barely matters. I know some people are attached to Twitter, but I'll tell you straight up, it barely matters. Twitter doesn't affect my life at all because guess what I don't do? I don't log on to Twitter and start aimlessly searching for hours on end. I know some people get their rocks off doing that shit. They just log on and zone out for hours. Like AI in front of a television on Saturday morning. Jesus, it's bad. It's bad out here. AI's going on summer break. The celebrities are broke. They don't have $8 a month. Who is this? Dion Warwick. Dion Warwick. I don't even know. I don't even know who that is. I am not paying for a blue check. That money could and will be going towards my extra hot lattes. Fuck me. Shouldn't have sold my Starbucks stock. I had Starbucks stock. If I would have known that Dion Warwick was patronizing Starbucks on a daily basis, maybe I wouldn't have cashed out. I'll give Jason Alexander credit, though. He's the only one that I can tell that said he's leaving the platform. He's just not going to continue to post without a blue check mark. The rest of them, they're saying that they hate the platform, but they're still going to log on daily, search it, use it. They're going to get ad revenue off your ass. Jason Alexander said, I'm, I'm walking the fuck away from this shit. I respect that. The rest of them, they're having their cake and eating it, too, and I like having my cake and eating it, too, so fuck it. I respect them, too. At the end of the day, I'm just a man who loves Gwyneth Paltrow, loves politicians, really loves artificial intelligence. Just don't ask me to vote. I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye. You want to do that Donald Trump joke? I know you can't resist. Okay, I'll do it. Donald Trump will have a gag order put on him. So I guess that just means they're going to place a couple of Big Macs in front of him and let them do the work. That's lazy. That's lazy writing. That's low-hanging fruit. That's what we go for here on the show. Technically, I'm not even going for the low-hanging fruit. I'm going for the fruit that's on the ground. Right. I'm looking to pick the fruit up off the ground that's half rotten. Be the next Tucker fucking Carlson or Rush Limbaugh, John. And I'm going to shove that fruit into your face until you're so sick and tired of it that you don't want to eat that fruit anymore. I think you could. Is this a metaphor? You're scaring me. <laughs> Sorry to scare you, Jessica. No, it's not a metaphor. It's literal. It's not literal. I mentioned last week that I'm not really interested in home ownership, but I feel like I could sell a house. People always mention to families that they're in a good school district or... You'll have access to public transportation. Fuck that shit. Just tell them how close they live to the Ruby Tuesdays. Give them the information they actually want.
Just tell Susie that when she loads up her minivan with her four bastard kids, that the Ruby Tuesdays is eight minutes away if there's light traffic. That's all they really want to know. You would be great at selling houses. You'd be Jessica. I'd be really good. How close would they live to the Applebee's? Well, the Applebee's is right next to the Ruby Tuesdays, so they'd be about eight minutes away. They'd be eight minutes away. I think you could do well. I'd do really well. I'd just let them know how close they live to every chain restaurant, and they would say, thank you, I'm buying this home. I'm moving in. Me and my four bastard kids. You'd say, I'd say, where's the daddy at? And what would she say, Jessica? She'd just say, there's no daddy in the picture. It's just me and my bastards. See you guys next Tuesday. Bye. Thank you for listening. Do you love me? Me and my Ford. Do I love you? We just met a couple of minutes ago. For all I know, you might be a pot smoking, jaded, wild eyed radical dropout. I am a pot smoking, jaded, wild eyed radical dropout. Thanks for listening, guys. I love you. I can't believe you forgot who she was. I'm sorry. Mrs. Warwick, I'm sorry. It's all these Fujis and Funyuns. Fujis and Funyuns. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even the whole CD. It's just that one Fuji song. <laughs>